Hello. Hello. Welcome back to Diagnosing a Killer, The Mental Breakdown. Ooh. I'm Kenna. I'm Koel. And this is a good one for you guys today. I'm excited. After yeah. all that apple white shit, though, it's kind of like apple shit. Apple yeah. shite. <laughs> oh, we got some really good feedback from that episode. It's only been yeah, out for did. one day, and we've got some really good feedback already. Comments. Yeah. Thank you guys um, for continuing to talk to us and hang out with us. If you don't have us on social media, we are at Diagnosing a Killer on every platform. Twitter is Killer Diagnosis, at Killer Diagnosis. And then we do have a Patreon set up. We were actually just discussing the Patreon right before we started recording. Those ad-free episodes are going to start... Since we just started our tiers, we're going to start our ad-free episodes from there. So from here on out, there will be ad-free episodes on our Patreons only for the $20 a month tier. Mm-hmm. So if you're interested in ad-free episodes, you can go ahead and subscribe to the Patreon and access those. Of course, if you don't subscribe to the Patreon, we'll still have our episodes on the regular streaming platforms. Yes. But yeah, that's just an additional benefit of that. And what else do we have? I don't know if anybody heard in the last episode that we will be having a booth ready at True Crime and Paranormal Podcast Festival coming up in August in Austin. Once again, once we get that website up and running, you'll be able to use our coupon code, receive 15% off of those tickets, and come visit us. We're going to have merchy merch. And this probably goes without saying, but just because I know we have a lot of listeners outside of Texas, it is Austin, Texas that we're going to be in. I feel like we have to say that now since it's not just our friends here in in the same town that we live in. It's not uh, Austin, Massachusetts. Yeah. It's Austin, Texas. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you never know. Some people might not hear it. Uh, But yeah, so that is really exciting. We're going to start getting that merch together again. If you guys have any suggestions over any quotes or anything you want on a t-shirt, that would be awesome to suggest to us. Yeah, we're looking for merch ideas. Let us know your favorite catchphrase. Definitely. Well, we're just going to get right into this mental breakdown. I decided to do today the seven pillars of self-care. Because self-care is very important. Of course, we always Mm -hmm. say that your mental health is very important as well. So there are seven pillars of self-care that have been described in media and (laughs) online that I kind of dissect here for you guys. So we'll just get right into it. Um, Again, we say all the time self-care and mental health is very important. But if you've never indulged in self-care or you don't really know much about what it means to engage in self-care, where do you start, right? Pornhub. (laughs) I mean... Do your thing if that's what you want. (laughs) Uh, So again, we're going to be diving into the seven pillars, what they entail, and then ways to implement them into your life. So first and foremost, the first pillar we're going to be talking about is perhaps the most important, in my opinion, is mental. Mental self-care. So mental self-care involves creating and maintaining a healthy mindset while simultaneously engaging in mindfulness and curiosity. If your mentality is clouded, you cannot become mindful, and therefore it can be damaging to your mental health. Hmm. We are all guilty of it, letting something small consume your mind, or maybe something big consume your mind, and it seems like, at least in my experience, it's something that you can't not think about for, like, days on end. It kind of just consumes your mind. Yeah. Um, It can even go as far as, like, weeks or months. Becoming mindful and aware of how to clear your mind when these things happen can really be helpful in maintaining, again, mental health and mental health in general. So one way to engage in mental self-care is meditation. Meditation has been proven to lower stress, reduce anxiety, 
reduce memory loss, hmm. improve self-awareness, enhance mental health, improve sleep, and even generate empathy and kindness. Aww. Isn't that sweet? I need to meditate more. I know. Same. I'm like, damn. <laughs> <laughs> I probably only engaged in like one meditation session in school because we kind of had to for dance yeah. or whatever, but it wasn't, I mean, it wasn't bad. I understand why a lot of people lean towards it. Yeah. So in a nutshell, meditation causes a shift in your awareness, something that is very important when becoming mindful and, of course, taking care of your mental health. Another way to engage in mental self-care is to write in a journal. It's been proven that when you write down your thoughts, especially your worries, since you can see them as words instead of a mindset, they actually become smaller in your mind hmm. um, because you can see the, the word on a piece of paper rather than this giant issue that your mind can trick you into thinking it is. That's that's really interesting. Uh, I think, you know, Ken and I have been in situations where we come from such an emotional standpoint, it's hard to see the root issue until you start breaking it down. And yeah. you're like, as soon as you start breaking it down in like maybe psychology terms or, you know, those um, signs and symptoms that we talk about with certain disorders, it's so much easier to remove that emotion and be like, okay, like it has now become a almost like tactile in a weird way, you yeah. know, that you can see it or you can, you, you talk about it in a very non left brain approach, you know? Mm -hmm. So yeah, that's really interesting. So writing it down would essentially kind of do the same thing, especially for like a task list. So this is my next point. It's also true for writing down your tasks or your errands for the day or the week, hmm. being able to look at those words on paper and like check them off as you do them is actually really helpful because again, it, you have it like it's more like organized in that way and it's not like like we used to do this at my old job if i would say i have all this stuff to do i have all this stuff to do okay what do you have to do let's write it down and then you look at your paper and you go wait a second i don't actually have that much to do it's right. just made it me think i did in my mind right i was doing that with the uh website actually i was like okay i have to change this part and then let me you know connect that link and let me do that and then I looked at it and I just, I was like, oh, well, that was easy. It took me like two seconds to yeah. do, you know? It seems. But it seemed like I was like, oh my gosh, I have all these things to do. Yeah, just, really. It can And it can be really overwhelming, especially mm -hmm. when it's maybe some things that you have to do and you don't feel like you have enough time to do them, yeah. right? Taking a break from social media and technology in general is also a great way to clear your mind and reset. I'm sure everyone is kind of aware of that <laughs> in today's world. This is especially true right before bedtime. Studies showing that putting the screen away uh, for at least an hour before bed will improve sleep and in turn improve your daily life because you will be well rested. Hmm. The second pillar coming in at number two. Number two, <laughs> the hot 100. The second pillar of self-care is emotional. This involves taking care of matters of the heart, developing healthy coping strategies, and being able to practice self-compassion. Self-compassion. Like that. That's so important. Being mm -hmm. able to forgive yourself for... Maybe it's something that you made a mistake on, or maybe yeah. something that you said that you're like, wow, that's really not me. I shouldn't have said that, or vice versa. Practicing self-compassion is something that I need to work on, because I'm so hard on myself. I'm like, yeah. you idiot! Like, I'll come home <laughs> the next morning, I'll wake up and I'm like, ha! Dumbass. So when you're able to indulge in emotional self-care, you'll be able to develop healthy responses to your emotions, while also being able to deal with your challenges better. Hmm. One way to tap into your emotional self-care is to watch a deep movie, which I didn't know. <sighs> Being able to sink into an emotionally healthy movie is a great way to release your feelings in a healthy mm -hmm. way. This may seem silly to some people because you don't want to become emotional when you're feeling emotional, but again, releasing your emotions by relating them to something you're watching is 
watching is a great way to get your hormones like balanced again. That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I've always felt like when I have a panic attack coming on, I need to make myself cry. No, same. And I know that sounds bizarre, but I know it's the only thing that's going to like regulate my breathing, especially my breathing because my, ch- my chest gets so tight. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm like, as much as I try to fight it, I just want to cry. So, yeah. It's also the same for the opposite. Like, sometimes I'll be watching a show, and I'll get too invested in it, and it'll cause me to have a panic attack, so I need to turn that off. (laughs) You know what I mean? So you got to be kind of aware of which which time you should. But, you know, sometimes if I'm feeling sad, I'll watch fucking Homeward Bound. (laughs) Let's go. Bring it on. Peter. Peter. The arms. Oh, my gosh. It's sad, but it it makes you cry, and then you're like, okay, I feel better. (laughs) Sally Field is sassy is, like, the coolest thing. Oh, she's so damn cute. I love her. Sassy, not the actress. I don't know who that is. Sally Field? Well, I mean, I guess I know who it is because she plays sassy, but yeah. She's the ex-wife in Mrs. Doubtfire. Oh, okay. She's, yeah. She's uh, Forrest Gump's mom. Yep. Okay, I know who that is. Sally Field. And she's Sybil. Yeah, Sybil. Haven't seen that movie in forever. Hmm. I haven't either. Movie-cation. <laughs> oh, speaking of that, Brady messaged us, and he said that he has not seen Dark Star, but he will now. <gasps> yes! <laughs> oh. Listening to your favorite music is also a great way to get in touch with your emotional self-care, which will, of course, induce serotonin and keep your mood positive. Writing down positive affirmations is also a great way to practice emotional self-care, especially when you put them in commonly seen, like, on commonly seen objects, like your bathroom mirror, right by your bed, or even on, like, your phone's, like, home screen. Yeah. I like doing that, because you see it all the time. I have a post-it by my monitor. I yeah. look at your post-it by your monitor, and it helps me. Really? Yes. Oh, I like that. <laughs> One of the biggest things you can do for your emotional health is to ask for help when you need it. A lot of people have a hard time asking for help with emotions out of fear of being shamed, misunderstood, or neglected. In reality, asking for advice can help with clarity on a topic of struggle and improve your connections with others. Hmm. If someone's able to help you with an emotional struggle, your relationship will, of course, become stronger because of that. That makes sense. I like that, though. Yeah. And finally, setting boundaries to protect your time and energy is very important when it comes to your emotional health. Being able to have time by yourself and for yourself is a great chance to reflect on your mindset and mental health. And it's commonly said, I'm sure we've all heard this at one point or another, uh, that you need to be able to be okay with being alone in order to be with somebody else. Yeah. Be able to, I mean, love yourself before loving someone else. It sounds cliche, but it's it's true. Thanks, Rue. Thanks, Rue. Now, the third pillar, I, was, I want to say pillar every time. Pillar. <laughs> Why? Because um, it just sounds funny. I don't know. <laughs> the third pillar of self-care. I keep saying self. Self. <laughs> like death and death. <laughs> death. Another, another one. The third one is physical. Physical self-care involves taking care of your body with good hygiene, proper sleep, nutrition, and exercise. So being able to involve all of these things in your daily life has been proven to dramatically increase mood boost self-esteem, and increase energy levels. Some ways to practice physical self-care is by eating meals at regular times. So like breakfast, lunch, and dinner at the same time, which I do not do ever. (laughs) But it's been proven to help. (laughs) Breakfast is coffee. I don't even eat. Yeah. And then then after that is liner. And that's it. I was going to say, I don't really (laughs) eat lunch. I eat breakfast and I eat liner. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Also, getting the proper amount of sleep for your body type. Of course, this may take some getting used to and trying, but... You should be able to figure out the amount of sleep your body works the best on if you haven't already. You know, it's kind of, yeah. you kind of have to figure that one out <laughs> for your own body. I just sleep whenever uh, I want to sleep 
that's yeah. kind of my <laughs> whenever I, think, I feel like sleeping and then I wake up whenever I feel like waking up that's true I feel like I've narrowed mine down to like seven hours is yeah. good because five is like pff, not enough <laughs> I'm like more than seven yeah. I feel groggy I've definitely you know set my alarm for six six thirty in the morning and been able to wake up even though I'm up until three and then still function for a, quite a few hours and then probably take a nap around two I can't do that at all yeah you're a, a strange one Mr. Grinch <laughs> Not all the time. I have week on and week off because yeah. of the kiddo, so. Trusted Health Products makes a variety of incredible products that you can feel good about. Their oral care, skin care, and nutritional products focus on quality first. Trusted Health Products are GMO and additive-free and are 100% pure ingredients that feed and nourish your body to help you look and feel your best. Click the link in the show notes and receive 10% off your first purchase. Trusted health products, products that you can feel good about. Taking daily vitamins or a probiotic is also proven to be helpful to your physical well-being, as well as drinking more water. Of course, everyone, no, I feel like a lot of people are guilty about not drinking a lot of water or enough water. Um, in fact, studies show that almost half of U.S. citizens admitted to not drinking the recommended amount of water. I want to go to one of those IV clinics. For my, can we do that this year for my birthday? I always want to go every year for my birthday. Try to drink my water. <laughs> yes. I've always wanted to go for my birthday or, you know, something like that. Yeah, I'm down. Or like next time, because I wanted to go before we went to New York, remember? And so I wanted to go to one of those oh, yeah. IV clinics where they give you like all the electrolytes and like rehydrate you. And I, I mean, not that I don't want to cheat. I do enjoy water. I drink water. If I'm not drinking alcohol, I'm drinking water for the most <laughs> part. And coffee for breakfast. I'm really good about drinking water. Yeah. I like water, though. I, I like, like I water, feel like too. I can't function without like, water. I need water. And I have to have bedside water. I was just going to say that. Before uh, I go to bed, yep. I have to have water. Yep. And if the water by my bed is not enough for me and Casey to share, I get another one because I know he's going to drink mine in the middle yeah, of the night. Yeah, for sure. And I'm like, I need my water. <laughs> it's like the worst when you wake up, you're like... <laughs> you're you feel like, like a fucking raisin. <laughs> I'm a fucking raisin. I need water. <laughs> I'm getting thirsty. <laughs> Now, lastly, trying a new way of exercising is also a very good way to practice physical self-care. If you're engaging in a new activity, you're not only learning something new for your physical body, but you're also learning something new for your mental health. That makes sense. Yeah, I right? Like that. You're learning and you're learning. Just um, need to get back on that Beat Saber. Oh my god, I miss doing that. We can do it anytime. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> the fourth pillar of self-care. <laughs> self. Every Jesus time. Christ. Maybe it's because I'm saying pillar. Pillar. <laughs> The fourth pillar of self-care. That, yeah, see, it works. Yeah. <laughs> it is environmental. <laughs> so environmental self-care. T- uh, so environment. <laughs> what? <laughs> like, get it out of my mouth. You just tongue-jutted. <laughs> I did. You did. <laughs> Oop, nope. I don't like that. Environmental self-care involves taking care of the spaces and places around you, most commonly the places that you spend most of your time. So your, your room, your common living area, your car, anywhere that you spend a lot of time and that is yours solely to maintain. Mm-hmm. Keeping your common spaces that you are around clean and organized will not only increase your mood by being able to relax comfortably and lessen anxiety, but it will also give you a sense of belonging to where you are. Mm-hmm. Having the power to decide, like, where everything goes and what design some places are going to look like gives you a sense of accomplishment and belonging. That's nice. I didn't even yeah. think about it that way. Sure. Not only uh, it's, like, I, I feel good laying in, like, a clean room and a clean bed, but mm-hmm. it's, like, I did all this. You know, this is my stuff. Yeah. I put everything where they are. 
clean out your ex's stuff because I hung on to mine for like way too long. <laughs> it's easier. I mean, it's. I'll be the first to say it's, it's just like easier to leave stuff there. Like it is. I'm well, especially when it's not mine. Yeah, exactly. And you know, he left all of his shit here, so I was like, you know what? I'm just like not even gonna do this anymore <laughs> because I'm just thinking one day I'm just gonna package it all up and send it to him. And that's a lie. I'm not going to. Not <laughs> that, that makes me a that. liar. <laughs> so I just got rid of all of it. Some ways to engage in environmental self-care also are decluttering your living space or arranging your workspace to be more comfortable if necessary. Going outside for a walk is also a good way to engage in environmental self-care because being able to see your surroundings while getting fresh air has actually been proven to lessen worry and create a comfortability in like your neighborhood or your area of living. What? I'm watching your hand movements and they were really sweet. <laughs> it was like this <laughs> waving in the air, like, you know, when you were talking about the air and <laughs> it was really fresh cute. air, fresh air outside. <laughs> but for real, like I feel more comfortable in our neighborhood because I've ran and walked around the neighborhood, yeah, you know, so you can see that. Exactly. And I know that the people on the first street that have the little baby with the swing in their yard are nice because they wave to me every time. So I know I can go to them for help <laughs> okay. if I need to. <laughs> Lastly, um, appealing to your five senses is also a great way to tap into your emotional self-care. So some ways you can do this are by like putting on comfy clothes or sipping a warm or cold drink, whichever you prefer. Putting on your favorite music or podcast. If it's us, please tell us. And (laughs) dimming the lights or lighting a candle. Mm -hmm. So kind of appealing to like the visual, the feel, all that stuff. Yeah. Number five. Number five. Is spiritual. Stay with me. Nope. <laughs> nope. Stay I'm with out of me. here. I'm leaving. Spiritual self-care is not necessarily about religion, but it's also taking care of your soul by involving yourself in activities that provide a sense of purpose, direction, or meaning in your life. All right. When you spend time in nature, identifying your values and what's meaningful to you, or figuring out your own personal meaning of life, it's easier to maintain your mental health because you have something kind of grounding you. Mm -hmm. This, again, does not have to be spiritual even or religious and can even be practiced by volunteering for projects or causes that you feel passionate about. Oh, okay. Anything that can help you feel more grounded and develop a sense of belonging in life is beneficial and it is a way to engage your spiritual self-care. Number six is recreational. Recreational self-care involves tapping into your inner child and engaging in activities, fun, new hobbies, and experiences. Oh, I like that one. Recreation is super important to mental health because it's a way to get away from your daily schedule and hectic life and enjoy something new and exciting. Hmm. Some ways to engage in your recreational self-care would be playing maybe like a new board game or a video game or one in general, or taking time for hobbies or creating activities. Studies show that if you engage in a hobby frequently, you're less likely to suffer from stress, low mood, and depression. Like the podcast. Like the podcast. I feel like this is our recreational self-care. It totally is. Yeah. It totally is. And even though it's, like, really shitty content sometimes that we talk about, we're helping people. We're reaching audiences. We're Mm -hmm. reaching... And even with this, like, we're helping people learn about the seven pillars of self-care by doing (laughs) our number six. (laughs) Activities that get you out and about can make you feel happier and more relaxed, and group activities can also improve your communication skills and relationships with others. Hmm. Is going to the bar and, like, singing karaoke, is that a group activity? Oh, yeah, that's recreational for sure. I need that every day. Me and and Dana were talking about joining, like, a volleyball league here in town. Yeah. You can also tap into your recreational self-care by doing absolutely nothing and taking the time to enjoy that. If your recreational goals are to take some time out of your hectic day or week to relax, and that's absolutely beneficial to your mental health. I like that. 
If you don't think that you have enough time to take time for yourself, even rearranging or switching up your routine can be beneficial because it's constantly challenging your mind to engage in every activity that you're doing hmm. instead of just going through the motions, kind of like on autopilot. Right. I have the heaves right now. Really? Why? For some reasons. Because I like stuff like this. <laughs> I like when people do things for themselves and everyone's nice. <laughs> Clearly I'm going through some shit. Before we before we started recording, I told Ken I was like, you know what I really wanted to do lately is for a mental breakdown is something about stress relief. And she's like, okay, well don't do that. Because so. <laughs> I'm doing it. Because I'm going to do it. Thanks. <laughs> Thank you very much. Oh man. All right. Lastly, so number seven is social self-care. Okay. So not necessarily recreational, right? Because we said that recreational yes. can be by yourself as well. This is different. This is different. <laughs> so <laughs> Shut up. This is different. <laughs> Even though self-care is just that, self-care, it's important to connect with other human beings on a regular basis. Studies show that talking to someone within the first five minutes of waking up face-to-face, like talking to someone face-to-face, can significantly boost your happiness throughout the day and your ability to connect with people in general. What? Did I say that weird? Cry. Oh. (laughs) Just talk to me. Why? Why are you crying? I'm fine. It significantly, like, heightens your day. Seriously. Okay. Social self-care means cultivating healthy relationships with people and connecting with people that actually get you. Maintaining all of these seven pillars of care will even help you seek out the positive relationships that you need in life and be able to set boundaries with the ones that may not be so positive. Hell yeah. I love that. Hell yeah. Because you know what? Unfortunately, everyone's going to run into someone that is not going to be the perfect person for them, and they may may or may not have to be in constant communication with that person, whether it's work or family or whatever. So there's uh, odds are you're going to run into someone that you don't mesh with completely. Yeah. Setting boundaries is the best way to maintain those relationships from afar. (laughs) I I think that with this included, all of these pillars, you might be able to find your self-worth and appreciation for yourself. And once you start taking care of yourself like this, you're probably not going to want to let a lot of people destroy that. Exactly. it's your hard work. Exactly. You know? And so just to wrap up social self-care, it also includes calling or seeing your relatives or friends, writing a letter or a friend to a friend or a text, even finding a community to join, such as like maybe like a fraternity or sorority or a job or a group of people that have similar interests with you. All of these things can be beneficial to your social self-care. And lastly, if you find yourself in need of a little bit more social support, talking to a support group has actually been proven to be very beneficial as well because people in that group, they're in the group because they have a similar situation as you or a similar experience as you. Or need. Or need, exactly. So that is the seven pillars. I know those are really quick. I like that, though. Thank you for bringing the topic. Yeah. I feel like anybody can benefit from a list like this. So yeah. Yeah, definitely. I was like thinking about it earlier and, you know, I know that we've done diagnoses and we've done like little, not kind of cases, I guess, or, you know, situations like the Stanford prison experiment kind of things like that. But I don't really think that we've talked about like, what do you do (laughs) to maintain your mental health? And also another reason why I I was thinking of it is like indulging yourself in all of this content all the time, especially on a platform like this where it's really heavy content you need to be able to maintain your mindfulness and, and clear your mind and be able to utilize these practices to mm-hmm. get away from that. Because right. I feel like 
I mean, I listen to true crime literally, like, pretty much all day, every day. Me too, yeah. Pretty much. Mm. And so, and I don't even realize until I'm like, oh my god, like, my brain hurts. Like, yeah. I'm like, I'm sad because I've been listening to this horrendous shit all day, mm-hmm. you know? So being able to engage in these types of self-care has actually, even just reading this today has really helped me kind of realize what I need to do moving forward right. to, to maintain my mental health. If you are struggling with your mental health or somebody that you know, you can contact the National Alliance on Mental Illness at 1-800-950-6264 or NAMI was the last four digits, or you can text the number 62640. Nice. And that is my mental breakdown. Wow. (laughs) Yeah, I think the only other times that I really, like, meditate is, you know, I take, like, hour-long baths. Yeah. That's, like, mostly my meditation because I'll just lay in the water for a while and just listening to my K-pop. (laughs) (laughs) and think you know and I'll just be by myself and think things you know especially lately I have not been looking at my phone right before bed I've been watching tv but yeah but there's times where I've laid in bed with my phone just like in my face on Instagram or whatnot or TikTok for hours all the time and I have realized in the last few weeks probably that not having my face adhered to a phone is actually, I've gotten better sleep. Yeah. So. Well, honestly, like, I am really guilty of it. Like, I'll do the same thing, but I found it easier for myself at at night when I'm right about to go to bed. Instead of being on social media, I'll play, like, a game on my phone so that I'm not tapped into, like, negative comments or negative idealations about certain things or like any kind of person. It's just me and my game. Right. right. And then I can focus on like my (laughs) mindfulness and and put myself in this little bubble and then, you know, go to sleep. And I'm not dreaming about the shit that I just saw on TikTok. Right. Sometimes those scary ones pop up when you're like at 3 a.m. You're like, oh my God, I don't like that. But yeah. So anyway, thank you guys for joining us for this mental breakdown. I hope you enjoyed. If you have any questions or any suggestions, you can reach out to us again, diagnosing a killer anywhere. And we're really excited about our website. I'm really excited about the website. <laughs> so, yeah, waiting for that red bubble to come through. Yeah, really for excited. sure. We will see you guys. Oh, not see you guys, but we will. You guys will be hearing us on Thursday with another case. And thank you guys for joining us. Thanks. <laughs> Love, Love you. you. Bye. Shopping for your pet has never been easier. From crates and carriers to collars and leashes, Dog.com is your one-stop shop for all of your dog's supply needs. Dog.com not only offers a varied assortment of products and accessories for your pet, but they also sponsor a donations program to help pets in need. With Dog.com, you will easily find everything you need for your furry best friend. Click the link in the show notes below for up to 30% off your first online order.